0: Folks, this is the Flat Black Plastic show on Mutiny Radio .fm. Thanks for listening. Keep listening.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. It is Saturday, December 14th, 2019. We are broadcasting during a different podcast hour. It's a special time. Let me check my schedule here to see what actual uh, podcasts will be listed under. Ah, I see that this podcast will be on our website, MutinyRadio.fm, under the Watch and Learn open mic. Um which is usually comedy but as you know the common thread we don't do comedy we're kind of funny sometimes but (laughs) that's right that's right actually we do have rob here and 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 his his uh ukulele um uh songs that he writes are definitely have a comedic flair to them uh (laughs) <laughs> so uh, we do have fun here on the common thread collective we'll be we'll be rocking out till about five fifty this afternoon so come on down and join us if you're out there listening and want to be here at 21st in florida so far we got blood flower we got rob here we're waiting for diamond dave i hope he got the right message at about the right time today, because this is a different time than we usually do. Anyhow, um, I'm Global Val, by the way, so I'm going to play another song, a little track here from our friends of Brother Spellbinder, which is what just kicked us off. And voila, I see that I was late, so we didn't start till the grand old hour of 4:20. <laughs>
2: Check, one, two, check.
1: Well, that was a lovely selection from our friends, Brother Spellbinder. Happy to be here at Mutiny Radio. More folks have shown up. E.K. Keith came in, um, and uh, we're excited to be here. You know, Mutiny Radio is such a great spot. This community space really holds so much in terms of um, hipstery and also potential because we have free speech. We have uh, opportunities for Anyone to come in and you know express themselves in their various ways that they do, whether it be musically or literarily or uh, comedically. On most of the other shows, anyway, um, musically and otherwise. So um, we're very, very lucky and fortunate, and I'm very grateful to um, have Mutiny Radio still here, writing, writing the the the, the waves of of the internet. Um, <laughs> all those all the all those crazy Yeah, that's right, Bloodflower surfs up. And there's EK. Hi, EK. Glad you showed up today. It's Me nice too. to see you Ha, ah, what a what a what a world we live in, huh?
3: You know, it's a beautiful world. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's not without problems, but it it is a beautiful world. And uh Sometimes you have really nice bus rides in San Francisco. True. I love Muni.
1: I love that you said that. <laughs> I do, because you know, you know what I love about Muni? I love Muni drivers. Oh yes. They to me, they are the heroes of the civil service in San Francisco. Yes, that no, is right. No other government worker can really like own that as much as muni drivers i know that like there's some people who get i mean other folks are doing a lot of hard grunt labor and stuff and that's great but the muni drivers do it all
3: they they do do it all and i have personally witnessed many many acts of kindness uh, by muni drivers that you don't ordinarily see from other government employees perhaps outside
1: of teachers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah,
1: it is. Their, their stamina alone is really quite remarkable.
3: It's true. And you know, if you ever get a chance to shake a bus driver's hand, you will get the, the firmest handshake. Like they have super strong hands it's oh, really that wheel. yeah. That's what I was gonna like, say. ten and two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's right. it's pretty it's pretty intense. Like they could definitely like they won't, you know, crush your hand, but they could.
2: I like the ones <laughs> totally with the lead could. foot. They just <laughs> down patrero. Uh, oh, yeah. They see an open stretch,
3: and they're off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. I find. I, I like I like the 33 on that hairpin curve right there.
1: That's always a lot of fun. Oh, well, it's a really pretty view. It's a great once view. Once it goes up market.
3: And then, what is it? It's the 44. Mm-hmm. When, the O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, it's the 44 O'Shaughnessy when you're cruising uh, towards the sunset. Uh-huh. Right? And you go... What's... I don't know, things. There's a big hill and there's a big curve where there's nothing. And sometimes the driver gets to sort of careening around the curve of the hill there. (laughs) It's like kind of
1: wonderful and another great view. You know, I never take the 44. I see it, but I never take it. It's a good bus. You can pick it up at City College. See, that's good to know. Yeah. And hey, City College, it's still free city. Free City College. So if you're out there and you're wanting to take a class or 10 uh, and you live in San Francisco, you get to go to City College for free. Um, Thanks a lot to the activism in this city that made its way to City Hall. And I believe it was Jane Kim who actually put forward the legislation initially. And then they've been working towards making sure that it's continued, uh, hopefully for years and years and years to come. Hopefully so,
3: and City College
1: definitely needs the support
3: of the community, so that it remains a community college. Um, there is a little bit of a of tension with that right now. Um, there's there are people who want to shift it to what what they're calling a transfer academy. Oh right, so that it would no longer have like all of the
1: like extra fun like cool classes yeah, all that the anybody classes right
3: all the personal enrichment classes um and they have cut a number of programs because of some uh, budgetary limitations that they're coming up against mm. so yeah city college needs everybody so take classes and get involved because it's a really it's a really wonderful experience to mm-hmm. take classes there i've now taken i've taken three classes nice there and I loved my ecology class so much yeah it was amazing
1: so yeah I, I've used I, I took Spanish one <laughs> a few years ago um and I also have taken a couple of their free business classes downtown. I learned how to use Microsoft publisher, which is like my most advanced kind of, um, graphics that I, that I learned. I, I made my own. I, that's how I published my, my chat book. Oh, that's um, cool. Was I use Microsoft Publisher, which I learned for free at the downtown campus? I also took a couple of um, business classes down there with a friend when we had this wild idea to open up a club in San Francisco, which we ended up not <laughs> yeah. doing. But it was a you know it was a great opportunity to, to learn because you you know you're like, well, is this really something I want to get into or not? But how would I even possibly start? So there are um, so many different things you can do. I mean, I know some folks who are. Um, you know, never got on, tr- on board with the, uh, you know, computer b- generation, you can still go to city college and take like a remedial computer class, yes, you know, you can learn, you can learn anything. <laughs> yeah. How do the I mouse that won't eat the cheese? <sighs> so yeah. I, we're getting cheesy here. I know. Um, funny. but I, um, blood but not like I don't know if you're, he's warmed up yet with the yeah. melodica. Yeah? You want me to do a song? Alright. We'll warm you up with a song. That sound good? Sounds good to me. Alright. I love songs.
4: Громко и четко. Я могу говорить. Давай.
5: Я могу говорить.
1: common thread collective and remember we're doing this during a special time right now on Saturday. Uh it's very special. And so uh Bloodflower how speaking of special. Bloodflower is up at the performance mic out in the on the stage with his melodica. Take it away Bloodflower. Melodica always centers me. <clears throat> uh, thank you, Bloodflower. Um, uh, you're do, you you want to come in for a set for a minute here and tell us about under the sacred skylight?
2: Yeah, just people... keep. have a How? Yeah, have a seat. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because that's the incorrect title.
1: I knew I was gonna get something well, wrong today. I had a little talk with the people at
2: Cat, and I was like, you know, I want to say under the sacred skylight, but I'm getting beneath. Ah. Right. Okay. Wow. Beneath doesn't sound as like you're so subjugated. Yes. Like if you're under Th- something, it, you're being oppressed. It has oppressed. a different connotation. Okay. But if you're beneath something, it's probably because maybe like you want to be there otherwise you'd get out from underneath yeah. you know underneath it kind of like beneath the stars or... exactly very poetic refers back to the spotlight in the Galleria and the fact that it's on sacred ground doesn't hurt right so it's this beneath the sacred skylight yeah um, usually on Wednesdays but any given day of the month it could happen and I've been um, sort of, Farming out the Wednesdays that I was offered. I was first offered every Wednesday. And I was like, I can't, I don't have the energy to do every Wednesday. But I can find like minded community people that would want to, you know, say, hey, I'll take a Wednesday. So, so far I've um, hooked up Tongo, Ice, and Martin with a reading. There'll be another one, uh, I guess it's co curated by me and Tongo on uh January eighth at seven to nine PM at Alley Cat Galleria. And on the twenty fifth of January there will be a Saturday night version of Beneath the Sacred Skylight with uh Mana Dream, um, Tanuki Spider Cat, Ed Dang and, you know, some other fun people. So yeah, it's a um it's a different vibe than uh dot and uh, Adobe but I like the acoustics and I like the people that work there and volunteer there so yeah it's a it's nice you know
1: so. and I like that you draw attention to the skylight that is in that room because I mean it's a, the the back gallery of, of alicat books is beautiful like it's bright um, even at nighttime it's bright the arts brilliant the, yeah exactly but yeah. you 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 don't always look up and notice that there is really this huge skylight. Nobody ever looks up. Well, you do, Bloodflower. Well, I I had a friend who was
2: a a daughter of a famous painter. And we used to sit up on a fire escape way above, like four or five stories above the street. And um, we'd smoke and drink up there. And I'd be like, man, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing this, you know, being on the fire escape and getting high and stuff. And She told me, she said, you know, people never look up. Uh-huh. so don't don't worry about it so you can sit on the fire escape to whatever you want
1: you know? and, um,
2: so i i learned that okay if other people don't look i'm going to start looking up so it started me kind of thinking of like hmm, maybe I, other people don't look up i don't want to be like other people so maybe i'll start looking up nice the thing that called my attention to the skylight was a time cat gig Yeah, you know, several months ago there and it started raining and it the hissing of the rain on the skylight added this kind of ambient sound to the music. That's when I kind of got that idea, you know, for the the sacred skylight, because it sounded like one of those rain sticks. Oh yeah. You know, when you turn it, it makes that that hissing sound. And it was just really, yeah. I I like the vibe of that place. You know, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Nice. So uh, thanks for having me here.
1: Yeah. Always. Thanks for being here. You were here before I was today.
2: I was. I, no, actually.
1: Rob too Rob Ukulele Rob was here Oh pioneering again Rob I see (laughs) Oh yeah there's a Storytelling uh, series that Happens here on Saturdays there's a lot of Things here on Saturdays um, At Mutiny Radio from 10 to 12 It's Labor and Love with uh, DJ uh, Bill He's been doing that show for a long time. I think he's one of the holdovers from Pirate Cat. I'm pretty sure. Um, Bill's a great guy and he always does show focused on labor, the labor movement, history and current stuff going on. Um, So definitely check out some of his podcasts or tune in on Saturday mornings from 10 to 12 for Labor and Love, followed by Flat Black. Plastic. That's a show about records. Um, And then the storytelling from two to four. They I think they have a little workshop going on here. Um, I don't know if that's an invitation only thing or what. Um, But and then we're part of today is the watch and learn open mic. Uh, who's who's not here today we're doing we've taken over the time slot just for this day um, and then there's going to be an, a four-hour special starting at six um, six to ten tonight uh, and I don't know a whole lot about it but I think they're going to have some bands and some performances and stuff like that so you know we're flexible here at Mutiny Radio. Today was Paseo Artístico too. Really, so I hope everyone had a good
2: day with that too. It was a lovely day for it.
1: Ah, oh, on twenty fourth Street. Yeah, right. Is it yeah. just on twenty fourth Street that it does so. that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, went
3: to a, I went to an event at the the red. I went to an event at the the Redstone Building at Sixteenth and Captain, mm-hmm. and the Living Wage Coalition had an event today. And it was good. So there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, the Mission is really where it's at, man. Like yeah. this is where things happen in the city. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of sleepy pockets of San Francisco, and sometimes those pockets are pretty big. But the Mission is a hot spot. We like hang tough in the Mission. <laughs> like lots, lots of different places <laughs> that don't don't get ra- rattled too much. We like hang tough here. We do. We do. There's a lot going on. A lot going on, um, a lot of politics, a lot of art, a lot of music, lots of uh, interesting, interesting people, and it's just happening, man. Just a happening spot. It's happy to be here.
2: My property managers are offering people a thousand dollars to uh, pay their uh, rent online. I want to wow. see the thousand dollars first. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Before I give you my a one-time,
1: a one-time, hey, thousand, you know, I, that's you thousand
2: know, dollars. I, that's um,
1: are they knocking off rent? I don't
2: know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I. It's scary that I get emails from my property manager. It's in It's a different world. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I usually write back like reply like. Please leave me alone. I send you my check. With <laughs> the love of God, I'll contact you when things are leaking or people are shooting guns. I'll contact you. But until then, I just, you know, just allow me to do my thing and live my life, right? I I feel that you're right to be suspicious. I'm always, I'm suspicious of any you know, since the since CEO um my building got took over um literally by uh well, they were a green tree. Now they're Veritas. They were in so much trouble with the city that they had to rebrand themselves. Mm. Um, right? Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a challenge living in a LLC building, you know. Um, but it's home. Yeah, and you, you know? fought hard for that place. I've been there since 1997. Dang. Right on. And prior to that, I lived in Mission Dolores, which was... A little crazier but it was it was fun you know but uh yeah i mean i i've seen a lot of changes mm-hmm. you know I've seen a lot of things change and uh some for the good some for bad you know but like you said it's always shifting always moving always changing you know um but the thing is it changed all at it once it, it's still the mission mm-hmm that's you know, the, it's the interesting thing about the mission you can't you can't just come in and suck the soul out of a place once it's that firmly entrenched or it's like been here before you know uh, um, the speculators mm-hmm. and the turnover people you know during what was it 2008 2009 with the crash a lot of people lost their property and you know businesses uh, investors came along just brought up large lots of houses, you know, and flip them over, turn them into LLCs, whatever. And it's uh, it's, it's starting to tilt, the power is starting to tilt back towards the people who are renting and the longtime tenants, but that's been long in coming. Yeah. It's been long in coming. Um, I still have um, problems today with my temporary eviction. I was evicted to have a, a repairs done in my apartment, but it's still an eviction, you know, so I went through that. That was kind of traumatic. Now everything's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I'm just glad that the uh, the mood and the opinion what, what do you call it the zeitgeist mm-hmm. is going more towards keeping in their play people, people in their homes. Yeah,
1: I think mm-hmm.
2: um, because we can't add to any more homeless. It just can't. It can't be. You know, there's there's no more room even on the street. And when you can't find room even on the street, that's not good. No. You know? And um, I don't know the solution for it. I've lived here all these years. I've seen every mayor come in, every governor come in. They talk a lot. And what happens when people talk about things? Things get worse. They get, you know, they get incrementally worse. And I've just seen it go from just so bad to so worse. Now, they want to there's legislation that they say that uh, they want to make homeless a criminal um you know it's uh it's 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 much more profitable to build jails
1: i guess than houses right well yeah um, too and and here's if if to (laughs) a gentle word to house someone in uh prison in california every year. It costs about $80,000. So imagine if you commit a crime or are accused of a crime and can't win your case or plea to something that you don't understand the consequences of, and you've got a, a felony of some sort, um, you know, and they send you to prison for a year, it's going to cost the state $80,000 just to keep you in prison for a year. Now, What's eighty thousand divided by twelve, Val? Eight. I, I'm, no. Well, okay, I'll no out. math. No. I'm working on it. Less than.
6: We're all English know, people here. Divide
1: it by ten first, and that's, we'll we'll shake it down from there. Well, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, just I mean, it, you think about so many of, like for example, if there's like, um, you know, if 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 somebody leaves their car unlocked, and someone comes along and it's a crime of opportunity, right? Well, that's still theft. Like that's, you're still like, that still can be a felony, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get convicted and then you go to prison and it's because you were poor and you stole something. Soon your crime will be for sleeping in your car. Right. I mean, they already harass people, right? For sleeping in their cars and on the street. But this will give the, you know,
2: I'm not sure who's behind this, you know, um, but the criminalization of homeless people, Yeah, I, like I said, it seems not, it's not cheaper to turn homeless people into criminals. So I don't know who's getting the money. You know, if you can house people cheaper than you can j- jail them, yeah. then let's house them. Well,
3: right. So I've come up with a number for y'all. Okay. So according to my math, faulty though it may be, and someone can fact check this if you want. Eighty thousand divided by twelve is six thousand six hundred and sixty six and I'm sure there's extra stuff out there hanging out. You did
1: the right math. Great. That's so what that means what that
3: means (laughs) is that you could have a six thousand dollar apartment a month instead of going to jail. Yeah. Right. Like that that, that, that's like a way more expensive. Apartment than a studio on the mission, which is going for the low, low price of what, like $3,500? Something now. ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah. But it's like, like
1: studios for like $3,500. Yeah. Like, okay. So, so, geez. I huh. could tell you a good story off mic about that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to drag it on. <laughs>
1: sure. Up. But yeah, that's, the, and and that's kind of the point I was getting to, EK, which is if there's going to be, if, if you're going to criminalize poverty, you know, <laughs> why, why do you want to put people, you know, I mean, why do you want to do it? Because to make money. Um, but like, if you're going to use that money for something, and those are our tax dollars, I want that money to go towards having someone be able to live somewhere where they can afford rent. You know, give them some totally. some stepping stones so that and some some something to get them started. You know. So yeah, it's a very wasteful system. Um, we're, we're moving towards the. Um, decarceration um, so that we can uh, get away from mass incarceration. And I think that San Francisco is on board for that because we just elected Chase Budin as the DA and he's like, I will prosecute killer cops and I will prosecute predatory landlords who break the fucking law and kick people out illegally. Um, you know, and people who are doing these low level crimes, let's try to intervene and see what we could do otherwise other than put them in jail and other than, you know, throw the book at them, which is what often, um, which has been happening for a long time. Well, we
2: have no accountability at the top, right? We have no accountability uh, with people that should be held accountable. So of course, if people think they can get away with criminalizing anything, then why not criminalize people that can't defend themselves? Mm -hmm. That's going to be the easiest people to to criminalize, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that to be very dehumanizing. Absolutely. And I, it gives me, it gives me pause to think and to have a little fear inside me that people would even this would be even come up in a topic on discussion on radio stations or television where um, people are like, yeah, well, we're sick of homeless people, so let's lock them up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like um, uh, the death penalty. Let's kill
1: them. It'll teach them a lesson but it changes nothing. Right. You know, right. Um, yeah. Cause camping on the sidewalk is already a misdemeanor. Yeah. It's crazy, Right. So we have lots of laws on the book in the city alone that criminalize poverty and throughout the state of California, there's over 500 laws that criminalize poverty in one way, shape or form. Um, so that we're talking about it. And there are a lot of people out there who are very active in trying to push back against these um, oppressive you know, low hanging fruit, you mm. know, who's the most mm. vulnerable, who right. can we get? Um, you know, let's just say this is bad instead Instead of, you know, trying well, to... Well, you
2: figure if you're a poor, you're a woman of color and you're on the street, you've got three strikes against you already. Could be. In some people's eyes, not in my eyes, but in a person that says, gee, that person should should have some help, like by taking them off the street and putting them somewhere where... They're not going to be on the street, which deprives them of their right yeah. to just exist. Yeah,
1: liberty, right. and that's what we we see a lot. Um, especially, I've noticed out of the like East Bay, like in Oakland and Berkeley, a lot like the coalition on homelessness. No, that's here. Um, what is it? There's a group in Berkeley. Um, I forget. I forget what they call themselves, but. Um, you know, they've been pushing back against the cities who are saying, this Mm -hmm. is what we're going to do for homelessness. And they're like, why aren't you asking the homeless people what you should do for homelessness? So, you know, there's, it's like, and, and, oh, somebody made a good point to me recently. And I went, my jaw dropped because we've been talking about this for years. Um, but it was so, it was so like on point, which is that you, you, homelessness is always an issue in elections, Mm -hmm. but you never hear about the issue of whether homeless people can vote. And so, or, or an effort to help homeless people to vote because you can vote. If you're homeless, you can register to vote. You can say, I mostly exist on the corner of uh, 17th and Harrison, and you can give them a, an intersection and you can still register <clears> to vote. <throat> so no. I think in the next election, we need to make a huge push to register homeless people to vote and have them show up at city hall and vote on election day because it's always the issue, but you're not consulting the people who it's affecting necessarily. In the state
2: I grew up in, in Rhode Island, they have a homeless bill of rights. Mm. We don't have
1: that in this state.
3: Wow.
2: See, yeah.
1: we can learn a lot here in San Francisco.
3: I was, I was listening to the radio. A while back and I can't remember what show it, it might've been K-Poo k Actually I have that tuned in. It goes in and out though with mm-hmm. the Hills, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, the Hills get in the way of the transmission. Um, but someone was talking about the homeless industry in the Bay area. Mm. Um, because there are so many nonprofit organizations that are involved in homelessness, Mm -hmm. that are essentially creating profit for the people, like not necessarily profit because they're not for-profit organizations, but they're creating salaries, like living wage salaries for the people who are working for these homeless organizations. And that they estimated that basically every homeless person in the entire bay area could be housed for what the entire homeless industry is making that we could actually instead of contributing to nonprofit organizations that in fact that that they're they're sort of calling out the problematic nature of like creating a whole industry on the backs of homeless people who do not get all of that money because it, it goes to administrative costs and well, yeah, salaries and, all, and salaries mm-hmm. like it's most and it's right. mostly salaries it's mm-hmm. mostly like people who are you know working for the homeless in some way and making money off of them which
2: in the day they were referred to as poverty pimps
1: <laughs> oh it's it's tricky, it's a tricky <laughs> it's one. Tricky. It is tricky, yeah, and and yeah, I mean, I've heard a l- people complain about all the all the nonprofits in San Francisco and stuff, and like, you know, I feel like anybody who works for a nonprofit is trying to do something good, but but when you kind of break it down, you know well, I wish Diamond Dave were here so that we could <laughs> say uh so he could say in his own voice, like, let's get together, you know, go directly to the homeless. And be direct with their right. with your help, with your services. Right. right. I think um when
2: when the people that are supposed to help homeless people are on the verge of becoming homeless themselves, mm-hmm. that's scary. It is.
1: It absolutely is.
2: That's scary. You know. Educators. Right? If you how can you how can you have a, a populace that's educated and be expected to vote? You know, um correctly. You know, if they're not informed or if they can't read to become informed.
1: Right. Or be just be critical thinkers. Right. So we'll so we
2: need to have first what we need to do is we have to have the educational people be able to live here, too, in order to teach people to grow up, to become responsible citizens and vote. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm sure if you're on the street and you have nowhere to hide, put your valuables and maybe you're living in a tent, I'm thinking the political climate is the last of your worries. You know, and it's um, it's sad, you know, because uh, like you said, homeless should be educated and should be, you know, have the right to vote. They do have the right to vote, but do they know they have the right to vote?
1: Right, right. And you can just have all the... the
2: rights you want, but if you're not aware of what rights you have, mm-hmm. that's not that's not healthy.
1: Right, and if you're you're so strapped in your life that it's hard to, <clears throat> right. I mean, and and this this argument's been going on for for so long, you know, it, even for people who are housed and saying, Oh, well, you know, I'm so busy. I've got jobs. I got kids. I got all this blah, 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 blah. I don't have time to think about all this stuff. I'll just maybe watch the news. And you're like, no, don't watch the news. Make the news. Be the news. Don't be the news. Be the news. Make the news. That's what we do here, Mutiny Radio. This is the news, folks. Be the news. Yeah, be the news. Make the news. Do the news. Make the news. Who's blues news use? I think maybe Rob, you want to come in? Yeah, we yeah. don't want to leave you out ha- out there hanging. Uh, you can hang out with Bloodflower, whatever. We got our cool little crew here. <laughs> Plenty of chairs. But I think He's it's nice time. Place. I think it's time for some so uh, a a it thoughtful a musical interlude.
2: Bob. Yes, I agree.
1: Well, as we keep cruising on for the next, I don't know how long, forty minutes or so. <laughs> Jeez. Hello. Hey, Hi, Rob.
0: Rob. I can't remember. Uh, have I done the hug song here? I don't know. Uh, it's like with I, babies I'm, getting 50 hugs a day. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Sounds well, good, though. Here we go, then. That's uh, not,
1: Don't hug them too hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the hug song. Nice. Babies get 50 hugs and 50 laughs a day. How did adults go so far astray? Imagine 50 hugs and 50 laughs a day. How many do you get? How many would you say? Lost and alone, how'd we get this way? How did we fall so far astray? If young Hitler had 50 hugs a day, do you think we'd know his name? If Chuck Manson had those hugs, too, could his life have been the same? Do you think Tanya Harding would have been so disregarding? Do you think Don Trump would've been a poopy dump? Do you think Dick Nixon could have ordered Watergate? Would 10 million teens be so so overweight? Do you think bin Laden would have been a brutal ass? Do you think Limbaugh would have blown so much gas? Do you think Alan Klein would've said, My, 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 my. Do you think the Unabomber would have been so sad and somber? Fifty hugs might not have saved MJ, though they would have turned around poor old OJ. So let's give giggles every single day to all the sad sacks passing our way. Give affirmations and ample approval. You don't even have to like us all. And don't save your hugs for only just one. That's a... Codependent orientation. Babies get fifty hugs and fifty laughs a day. How did our lives go so far astray? Imagine 50 hugs and 50 laughs a day. How many do you get? How many would you say? Look at all the people who never ever play. It's time to hug our way to a beautiful new day.
1: You have not played that here before, but I hope that you continue to do so. Anytime you so feel, feel it.
0: Theme song. Theme song. That was
1: awesome. I love that. That's yeah, yeah, I, that yeah. might be my favorite song of yours, Rob. Wow. And, yeah.
0: I'm. It's. I'm at a funny point in in my writing because I've I've been for about a year and a half. I've been really devoting myself to it, and I've got like 70 or 80 songs right now. And this is all with an eye towards creating the. Most perfect concert in the history of the world, twenty-eight songs. <laughs> but I'm at the point right now where, as new songs come in, I keep saying, "Nah, not good enough, not good enough." And so, you know, it's it's the songs that I mean, I love this song, but I didn't think it was maybe gonna be getting. So maybe it will make the uh, the concert. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
0: You I, don't it,
2: know till you put it out there, you know.
1: No. That, no, that's true. That's true. You never know what the reaction's gonna be, right? Yes. Cool. That was a great one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a
3: great one. It's a really, really good song. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Because you, like, call out all the jerks, right? Mm-hmm. And, but the focus is the love.
0: Yeah, yes. yes. Gently, gently. I mean, yeah, There. Are, it's too easy to... Uh, there's so much negativity and so many people who are the focal points of negativity, and it's too easy to obsess about that. And, you know, people who do bad things are not bad people. They're just...
2: Didn't get enough hugs. There you go. (laughs) I can even figure that out. Way to bring it home.
1: (laughs) 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 Hugs, (laughs) not thugs. Before you jump into your second song here, Mm -hmm. Diamond Dave is on the phone. Hey, Diamond Dave.
5: Hey, Bill. I woke up um, kind of transformed. Oh, it's all today's the day. Oh, we should be. But we are. We are. And it's the first day of the rest of our life. Well, what do you have going on? Well, we're, we're
1: here in the studio with uh, Rob, who just sang a really great song about hugs. And we got Bloodflower, who did some melodica. And we got EK here, and we're, we're uh, chatting it up. And glad to hear from you.
5: Oh, that's perfect. We're making that connection. It's called The Hole is Gnade into Some of Its Parts. And from whatever existential perspective we find ourselves at this moment in time, December, the, the, the last month of the year, things are beginning to happen. We, we got uh, what's happening but politically, culturally,
1: socially, time of hell. Yeah, Dave, well, I'm glad you were able to call in. I know you just woke up from a long winter's nap. So um, stay, That's co- much it. stay cozy because we're, we're only going to be cruising through the rest of the show. Another, we only have about another half an hour or so of the show.
5: Well, I'm glad at least I can uh, continue to to some degree. Uh, let the hand and let the world around, so we'll let the world around. we're we'll here together. Well, uh, and within there, uh, and within uh, are uh, here, and uh, I time
1: will tell. <laughs> right on, Dave. You get um, you want to you want to hang on the line while Rob plays another song.
0: Well, of course, hey Rob. Hello, Dave. <laughs>
5: it's good. Good to be here through the magic of all of this at a distance and in close. How you be, Rob?
1: How you be, Rob?
0: I be beautiful, Dave.
5: <laughs> well, we have only to go up from here for sure. To continue having is since our only show of the month of
1: December? I think so. I think so, Dave, yeah. We're, so this is the end of the year? Yeah, we're going to reconvene okay. in 2020.
5: It's so with all of that happening around us, my goodness, you're in the blue city, in the blue city, in the midst of all this, Trump and all of that, and we're about, and how we can try whatever way to do, to do to do more together than any of us can do on our own. That's kind of the, the bottom line of what we do, isn't it? Now, is
1: it? That's right, Dave. That's right. right. Everyone here is in accord. So hang on out, Dave, and uh, enjoy the tune.
0: All right, everyone, in a chord, and let's play a chord or four. Um, this, is, uh, this is called W-I-M-Y-N, Women. I've been a pissed off feminist since I was a boy Fighting female servitude and reduction to sex toy Patriarchal language perplexes me too We need just one pronoun for him and her and you But maybe all this sameness goes a bit too far Maybe a little different is what we really are For I know I'm just a binary buffoon. But life is better when a woman's in the room. And this is the quiz part of the song. You have two options here. There are questions coming your way. And you either shout out science or not science. Here we go. Women are more chatty. Not Not science. 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 Women are more catty. Not
1: Not not science. science. Not
0: science. Women get lost in a forest.
1: Not, Not, science. Science. Not
0: science. Science. Women are more porous. Not,
1: Not, Not science. science.
0: Science. Women can stand more pain. Not science. 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 Oh,
1: okay. Science. science? hmm
0: Women have a different brain. Science. 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 Women have better fingers.
2: Science. Not
0: science. Science. <laughs> Women are intuition bringers. Science. 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 Not science. <laughs> Women are inferior crappers. Not science. Debatable. Science. Women are inferior rappers. Not Not science. Not science. Women have better long-term recall.
1: Science. I don't know. I didn't hear
0: you. Science. (laughs) 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 Women are more pansexual.
1: Not science. Not science. I don't know.
0: Science! (laughs) Of course these are generalities, they don't apply to me and you. The differences are so small, they might as well not be true. I hate cars and played with dolls as a boy We're all just mama nature's play toys And if you think life's a macho tale In the womb, we all started out female Science Science
2: Science, Science,
1: yeah (laughs) That's definitely science
0: So, maybe I'm just a puppet of biology Tortured by sexual scarcity, but (laughs) Hmm Whoops, there it is. These are the words you can put on my tomb. Life is better when a woman's in the room. I've lived in male mind and it fills me with doom. But life is always better when a woman's in the room
1: Science. Lots of fun, Rob. I think we all flunked the science test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not so good, no.
1: Science was always a hard subject for me. I
0: loved science.
1: <laughs> I liked it so too, cool. but it was hard. It was a tough one. <laughs>
2: I didn't like the dissecting. Oh,
1: I never had to oh, do it.
6: I
2: did. You like the
3: dissecting? I did like the dissecting. I like to I like to see how things worked
2: on ugh. the inside. My grandfather's a surgeon and I don't like the dissecting. I like I didn't inherit that Mm-mm. Mm -mm.
0: A lot of that uh, song uh, and the questions specifically uh, came from an amazing book. Um, If you're looking for just a stunning, amazing read, uh, Robert Sapolsky. He is a neurobiologist and a primatologist, which is a fascinating combination. And uh, he wrote a book that came out a couple of years ago uh, called Behave. And it's, it's about human nature. It it just gets into the questions of what is the nature of human aggression? Where does it come from? What parts of the brain are activating when we, when we think about certain choices and when we make certain decisions. And it's, it's, it's absolutely breathtaking, huge, fascinating. Robert Sapolsky, wonderful read.
1: Behave, science. The
2: brain. I find the brain to be endlessly fascinating. Mm. The brain is uh and uh it's like we can't see it Nope, right? but we rely on it. That's what dissection yeah. is for. <laughs> well, I, that's one way of looking at it.
1: Yeah. Have, <laughs> have fun. Nothing. No Our sharp blood instruments. and I be you. over here. <laughs> I see you got non-yucky yeah. room. Science. <laughs> Backpack
2: full of chloroform and scalpels. That's key
1: Yeah.
2: No I'm <laughs> vegan but, uh, now. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of vegan uh, surgeons
3: i don't know it seemed i've met some plenty of surgeons they seem
1: to all be into like steak and scotch
2: i always like the movies
1: and where marathons. they have um, i have a marathon running neurosurgeon
2: i always like the movies where they have like, the, yes um,
1: <laughs> stamina
2: it's like a, a morgue <laughs> and they have the morgue people sitting there they're sitting there eating you know, it's like surrounded by dead people and they're just like,
0: oh, I'm going to have a sandwich. You know, it's oh, like, gross. That's they're they're the, at work. That, yeah, that,
2: you know, I admire that. I admire that kind of like intestinal fortitude. And kind of, you
0: know. E.K., maybe you can help me with this one because I had an ethical dilemma the other day, a Uh-oh. vegan ethical dilemma. Uh, I deliver furniture and uh, the job we were assigned the other day, it was to deliver four blue leather sofas to uh, this billionaire in Calistoga. So should a vegan be bothered by delivering leather sofas?
3: You know, I, uh, they might be, but if it's your job, then you're probably going to do it. Yeah. I always understood. If Especially you didn't if eat... that's your job.
0: Yeah. I like did there,
3: There's not a whole lot to do. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going to touch your <laughs> sofa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My but,
1: question is, where can we see these blue cows? <laughs> where do you get blue cows?
2: <laughs> but vegan is you just don't eat anything that has a face, right?
1: Or well, or dairy products or anything or, that comes yeah, from idea. an animal, like, a, yeah. like technically honey. Honey, honey. Yeah, you wouldn't eat honey no if you're animal vegan. products. Honey is bee vomit. Point case yes, in point,
3: but
2: it comes from an animal. It does come from an well, it comes from an insect, which is, which is, is an, animal. an animal, which is an animal. Yeah, animal but it's kingdom. not like it's a warm blooded plant. Animal.
3: No, it's not a mammal. It's
2: Not a mammal.
3: It's definitely still not a plant.
2: So honey's out. I don't like honey. I like, um... Also, you know, bee
3: bee cultivation destroys, um,
2: natural bees. I like bees. I just don't like the honey. Yeah. Hmm. Bees are all right.
0: How does does it destroy natural bees?
3: Um, because it... Bees are territorial. And so the, like basically honeybees are bred to be stronger and so those queens and those colonies in the same territories will drive away or destroy like na- native right, uh, bee populations because there's not just like one kind of bees
2: it's a really diverse yeah. group of creatures um, yeah. and all the workers are female mm-hmm. I know that much ants and bees
1: well the um, also you know the honey bees make honey for bees. And so if you're farming bees and you're taking the honey, then, then you often have to supplement their, their diet with like a sugar water. So, so then you're feeding bees, sugar water and taking their honey. You know, it's, it's so, I mean, there's balances. Mm, There's different ways to balance. It depends on the size of your farm. It depends on how much territory they cover. And like, can you, you know, responsibly take a certain amount of honey and leave a certain amount of honey so that the, you don't have to feed the bees sugar water. Wouldn't they get diabetic? Stuff. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing. It's <laughs> if like they're, if they're if right? they animals, yeah. right? I mean, right? that's the thing. You're 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 substituting what is their natural food with some with an artificial or, food. With an artificial food. So that doesn't know. sound right. Yeah, yeah, that's not good.
2: Man always takes natural things and puts unnatural things in them.
1: Yeah. Oh, Oh. I saw something online today that was crazy. There was a, a science teacher who's been a high school science teacher since the 70s. And this person in his class back in like 1973 or 1974 asked him in class one day. They were studying uh, preservatives and things. And they said, well, how long does a Twinkie last? So they put it aside and they're like, I don't know. Let's see, you know. And so... Uh, that classroom in that high school still has that Twinkie. Wow! Forty three years later, <laughs> still
2: I love Twinkies. Uh, it
1: does. It 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 kept its shape. It didn't grow mold. It looks like it. It's kind of dry, like almost like a dry, like you know, like a, like a pumice stone.
6: Sure. <laughs> but
1: but it did not lose its shape, get moldy, or disintegrate. Ooh! And nobody 43 ate it. Forty three year twinkie
3: nobody ate it and that is the puzzling part that in a high school for that many years that no one ate it
1: well yeah right right they saying like people a couple times were like well maybe i should eat it before it goes bad and it's like people just like kind of forgot about it and this science teacher retired a few years ago but it remained in the classroom and they so they made a little now this you know the now this series right. uh, it's I'm like, oh my god, a 43 year old Twinkie, and they put it next to a new one. It's the same size, like it literally just kind of like maybe hardened, like the moisture came out of it, but didn't mold.
2: Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet Twinkies will be found eventually in the pyramids.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Along they get with way spam. down deep in there, yeah, they'll 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 find some Twinkies and some spam. Yeah, because they did find honey in the pyramids. Yes, they did. Because honey never goes bad they weren't vegans <laughs> no they weren't <laughs>
3: no
2: they weren't
1: but they did love cats and so do i oh no,
2: that's uh, I'm, I'm not crazy about cats i mean they're okay in theory also the reason for the internet the only reason i ever got a cat was because i had mice
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Ah, and you bring, did bring it in work? you bring in go, <laughs> it it worked oh. yeah see
1: my cat's a pacifist yeah. She sings to the birds and chases her own like, butterfly shadows. You're going to get drummed out of the cat union. I know. Well, she's welcome with me. I, I was like, well, she's a pacifist, uh, it's, like me. Yeah.
0: Now, Brooke, Brooklyn mice were not impressed with the cat that we got. They, they, they did not <laughs> vacate. They did not run screaming. I would
1: come <laughs> home
2: from work, right? I would pick up a loaf of bread that hadn't been opened. A mouse chewed through the plastic, chewed all the way through the loaf of bread, out the plastic on the other side so I could pick it up and look through. The mouse ate all the way through the bread, (laughs) right? That one time I was in the bathroom and we had baseboard heating. The heating came on and I heard this like scurrying noise, right? And I looked down into the baseboard into the vent and there were just hundreds of field mice like running through the vent. Like we're on fire, we're all going to die. And I kept thinking, I'm like, how am I going to get rid of these mice? And someone's like, you got to get a cat. You know, so I got a roommate who had a cat.
1: Oh, that cat.
2: And the cats were just, then all of a sudden it just became like cats. There were cats and kittens. Oh, goodness. I used to come home from a gig, right? And the the kittens would be up on the, um, the, uh, Curtains, and they're little kittens, and they climb up, and they'd be hanging on the curtains, going, "Help me!" You'd have to kind of pull them off, but they weren't too bright, you know. But but they, they, they learned, and yeah, but they, they follow you around, Mm -hmm. like you feel like a mother hen, and they all follow you around, and it's they're adorable, but they just, I don't know, I don't, I like my building. We could have pets, but I, I'm not responsible enough for a pet.
1: I understand, and no. kittens. I, I I've had kittens. I had kittens a couple times growing up, and you know they're cute and all, but it's a hard phase to deal with a kitten. So I've pledged that every cat that I ever own will be an older cat, um, for various
0: reasons. For various SPCA reasons. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah.
1: there was a, a a time where you know I I wanted a cat, and I was like, I'm gonna go get the oldest cat I can find. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of on a mission, but um, it didn't come to fruition. But uh, I, I still endorse. You know, go go help an older animal have a home. Cause they're my neighbor gonna...
2: shelters older dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. she's um, very compassionate. Takes mm-hmm. in the uh, takes in the old timers. Nice. You know, makes them comfortable.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like you know, I, I I love my nieces and nephews, and I love hanging out with them when they're like you know seven or eight or nine or 10, you know, but you know, I don't want to be exclusively responsible for them if they're under three. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's creepy. That's for parents. (laughs) Right. So it's similar too. you're like, I either got a puppy who's going to eat all my shoes or a cat who's going to scratch all my furniture, a kitten, you know, and and then you got to go through that whole growing pains thing and train them and all that business. Um, I'd much rather have an older cat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing is when people think you're responsible and just hand you a kid. You want it. Or an animal.
1: Oh, yeah. And you're like, what What am I supposed
2: to do? You're you're sitting up. You're you're not drunk. You know, (laughs) do something. And it's like, you sit there going, this isn't even my kid. You know, but uh, people have this thing. They do that sometimes to me because they just trust me. And I'm like, I don't like that.
6: (laughs) Uh, Ask people first,
2: like Ask people first. Yeah. They're okay, like, at a distance. But I don't want them like up in my face and stuff like, <laughs> like asking me questions
1: and you know, going I, through my stuff. And, you, you would probably have some interesting answers to kids' questions. I, you know, I had a I, friend. We can make a segment I about had a, that. I had a sort of friendish
2: friend who would, would come to my house and just be like, I have things to do. And he'd drop his kid off, you know. So I'd sit there and I'd be like, OK, now I'm responsible for this dopey kid. So the kid would, like, make these drawings, right? So one day I'm like, geez, Jamie, let me see what you're working on, right? So he hands me his little notebook, and it's, like, scenes of torture, dismemberment. This kid's, oh. like, seven, eight, nine, right? So I put the notebook aside, and I'm like, these are really nice, Jamie. These are really <laughs> excellent pictures. And he looks at me, and he goes, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, after that, I was like, I told my friend, I'm like, never drop that kid off here again. <laughs>
1: I'm scared of him I'm like kid,
2: he was he was scary. He was very yeah. all you're got to do is to make him scarier is dress him up like a clown and drop him off. That would be that would be the ultimate and scary. But well, yeah, we'll children, we'll they're they're scary. Boy, boy. they're they're violent and evil. They're just
0: oh, well, no, wait a minute. let me say a, in, the, in the other direction, I may mean, I just say that uh, I'm not much of a party person. And if I do go to a party uh, as often as not, I end up, either spending time with the kids or the pets you know? nice because I, you know, I, I small talk i don't know the art of small talk so yeah. if there's a kid around that's usually where i end up
1: see that's great that's great you have that energy that like you can hang out with the with the kids and they come to you and stuff like that that's well cool. kids don't bullshit
3: yeah True. well mostly
1: most yeah I yeah mean, like i had a great kid helper with to me manipulate. today yeah i had a fantastic I uh christmas elf helper with me today who helped me oh. pick out a christmas tree carry the christmas tree upstairs bonus so, like you know guide me into the christmas tree stand and even like like you know Tighten like a little tightened hickeys? everything and we got that tree Win-win. on and straight you know like you know this is like...
2: <laughs> as straight as a tree that's disconnected from its fruit can be it is it was <laughs>
1: it's true <laughs>
2: true. I'd feel rather do vegans awkward have being trees? somewhere without my No, roofs. I don't do the Christmas tree no. thing. Ah
0: Plastic. <laughs>
2: ah. Well. Me and my dad used to go out and chop them down
1: and get a tree. I want right to live on to It made me a
2: little bit sad.
1: Yeah, well, there I understand. I kind of want to live on a Christmas tree farm. That'd be cool. I had a
2: dream one time <laughs> I had a dream one time where this elderly woman, she was very elderly missing a lot of hair, just like had like a, a shift on, you know, and she's like, come with me, come with me. And I'm like, uh, I want to go with you. She's like, I got to show you something, right? So she leads me down this hallway to like a, a, a storage room. And she undoes the padlock, opens the storage room, right? And there's just hundreds of thousands of brittle trees lined up. She says, and I said, what is this place? She goes, this is where we put all the dead Christmas trees. Whoa. Yeah. That's so I went to the land of the dead dream. Christmas trees <laughs> in my dream. Wow. And I came back to tell the tale. <laughs>
1: That is a that is an interesting and that you remembered it that it was so like vivid that you still remember that cold. particular dream. It wasn't
2: a warm room. It was very brightly lit and cold.
1: Mm. Oh, oh no. The land of dead Christmas trees. So just
2: picture like <laughs> hundreds of thousands just endless like rows of dead Christmas trees just like in this warehouse. Just...
0: Yikes. That sounds like a song title. I'll work on that. Yeah, the land of dead R- Christmas Rob's trees. Rob's going to work
2: on that for sure. <laughs> um, it's not a good place. You don't want to go there.
0: Not a
1: good place. <laughs> so I'm going to Trust calibrate me. us here and, and say we have 15 minutes. We should read some poems. I have a poem. Yeah, ek. Yeah. So
3: I've uh, been going to the museum a lot lately. I went today to the De Young to see Soul of a Nation, which I'm going to highly recommend that everybody go see. Um, it it it's it's really it was overwhelming. Uh, it, it is not every single time that I infected it is rarely that I go to the museum and like cry because of the way, um, uh, pieces of art affect me. And that happened three times today during that exhibit. And it is a large exhibit. I plan to go back to see it again because, uh, I'll go with you. Okay, let's go. It's I'll I you know, it's like maybe I should get a membership and just go see it a lot. Like it it bears that kind of um viewing. Um so that was really good. That's at the Day Young and I think it's going to be there th- through January, but I'm not sure it'll be there for a minute.
1: And it's and it's the black panther black power
3: that is definitely um, retrospective yes
1: so that's a big part
3: of it it is general like it is a little broader than that Mm -hmm. that those are there are rooms with that as a focus Mm -hmm. um but it is generally african-american art retrospective from 1963 to
2: 1983 okay yeah very moving i've heard it's very moving it's
3: in it's very intense it's very beautiful um there's just an incredible range of artists and styles of art and yeah it's just it's incredible it's it's really really fantastic um last weekend i went to the moma the sf moma and they had a teacher day, and I saw an exhibit. So they let us in an hour before the general public, and I got to go see ha- It's called Far Out Habs, Labs, and Spacesuits. Mm. And it's not a very large exhibit, but I spent like three hours in there because I had to read everything and watch everything. And... Um, so, yeah, there's the definitely, like, a connection with homelessness, like we've been talking about. Um, it has had, like, habitat. Yeah. And as well as, like, racial equity. Like, did you know, you know Sun Ra, the jazz artist? Yeah. Well, interesting, because he's also represented in uh, the Soul of a Nation exhibit. But there's a clip. He made a movie right called space is the place right. which i want to right. try to get a hold of right. i've never seen right. it nice but the reason that he made it during a space race was because he was concerned about the segregation of space right so there is like at this time of course this is the same time <laughs> 63 to 83 right it, so yeah anyway so here's here's a poem that i wrote uh last week at the moma and i'm just going to read it straight out of my notebook cuz my typed copy is in my other bag cuz i went to the museum today so i didn't bring my big bag and there was um an artist called rick guedici or guidice who if you saw this art you'd be like oh i've seen that um and there was a series of renderings of NASA space stations that he did, and this piece is... yeah, it's inspired by those. It's a response to those pieces. Happy white families on a jetpack outing to the park. Space Station memesis of natural Earth features. But I suppose all trees grow in space. Will there be boats on the space station and hang glider bikes that will ride today? Why is there only one black woman at the party? Who will tend the neat green rows of crops? Where are the windows? I want to look outside at what is real so I remember how vulnerable I am so I can see the polluted earth and the moon. We are the most privileged of runaways. Maybe we learned our lessons so we don't do here what we did there, but we have to remember who had to stay and the irony of going to space to find fresh air. Mm. We have a nice view and the food is good, but not everybody is allowed outside. There's still crime sometimes. But we don't like to talk about that. I heard we just send them back to the gibbous earth where it's always night somewhere. We live inside a seashell shot up into space and we have everything inside. Skylights and sliding glass doors. So many trees. It's how we breathe in the Bernal sphere.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah. So
2: that was, Space is the place.
3: Yeah, so I really, <laughs> really want to see Space is the place, among other things. I there bet a we, lot of good You know clubs. what? I bet we
1: maybe at the library. Yeah. I
3: yeah, I need I The San
1: Francisco Public Library
3: might have it. It's not in the streaming. I have to look in the yeah. regular collection to see if it's uh in the DVD
1: yeah because there's also a special collection room upstairs where you can go and watch things that they don't lend out
3: right right there's a a viewing room room in the history section right cool yeah I
2: really want to see it well it's um it's appropriate that you're here Keith because you uh um inspired me to write the sonnets which are now almost to the uh between I've got between 80 and 100 wow I've got 70 or so fully typed up. Um, I'm revising and editing other, you know, other sonnets. Um, I type them up at the library because I don't like having a computer in my domicile. And I send them to my therapist and I send like four emails. I mean, one uh, four sonnets per email. So if I send like four and I get like maybe 16 a week. And then when I go to my my uh, session, she hands me my typed up poems, you know. That's so cool. she's very supportive that way of writing. And uh, it was funny, um, someone asked me the other day, I said I was seeing a therapist, and they said, uh, is she uh, Freudian? And I said, no, she's a Mexican. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm much happier with a Mexican therapist than a Freudian therapist. Yeah.
6: yeah. Um,
2: so uh, I, um, I had a, a run-in with a bad uh, medicine I had some bad reactions to a bad medicine, gave me a fever. I'm not usually a feverish type. But I did get my pound of flesh, and I got some uh, sonnets from it. So I'd like to read one from a series, um, which um, I guess we could call it a fever sonnet or an appropriate title. Love appears from nowhere as a wounded fawn a tormented yearling, wild flowers neglected, powdered with dust, cold, yet the sun is shining, ignites each Judas kiss, whose shrapnel x ray cannot detect. Learn to suffer in silence, yet in a clearing. The fawn of pain, riddled with arrows, nine. Pain's eyes seek an escape beneath thick human brows of panic. I am only one of the lowly dogs who guard the realm of the dead, and I wish you well, yet you are still alive and dying, simply a cloud without water, wounded. Fawn of love in a world without end. Thank you.
1: Fantastic sonnetry, my friend. Thank you. And we'll see you at Alley Cat Books on January 8th, which is a Wednesday from 7 to 9. And the 25th. And the 25th. Prime time. Yes. I'm going to say
3: that you're a sonneteer now.
1: Ooh, son of well, here. it
2: wasn't official till you said it.
3: So thank you. It's been said.
1: That was beautiful. Thank you. And somewhat done, but not finished. Beneath the Sacred Skylight, Alley Cat Books, yes. January 8th and January 25th, both 7 and 9 p.m.? Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you for so doing that. Thank you for hosting and curating and bringing the community together. For some reason, hanging out in this place, it made me
2: community conscious and you know just like liking to do things for the community and bring some artists out and have fun and
1: hot diggity
2: if uh if we don't do it what diamond dave say if we don't do it who's gonna do it
1: that's That's right if we don't do
2: it now when are we gonna do it that's right If not here where right (laughs)
1: that's right that's right um wow Well, you know, as you were reading that poem, I was thinking about the fact that this is our last show of 2019, which also means it's our last show of the 20 teens.
3: Yeah.
1: So I started coming here regularly. Now I'd come a few times off, you know, off times before that, but I started coming here regularly at the end of 2010. So I've got a decade under my belt here at mutiny radio and so much has happened. Like I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, I got four minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, so much has happened in the past (laughs) 10 years. Like I'm thinking, all right, Arab spring, right. Occupy. Um, and then, and then, and things, then things got kind of crazy. The the Mayan calendar. (laughs) That's right. Right. That's right. right. Um, but then we had, then we saw the whole emergence of the Black Lives Matter movement yep. hands up, don't shoot yeah um, We had uh, various natural disasters. We had people calling in from the East Coast um, who were doing Occupy Hurricane Sandy and setting up kitchens. Mm-hmm. And also our friends, um, from altruist relief project that came out of the shining light kitchen, which came out of the rainbow family who have been down in Houston and in various places across this Northern Northern continent of, um, of making, throwing up teepees and, and, and cooking, you know, hundreds of meals a day, organic meals, having organic Valley, our sponsor, um, deliver truckloads of refrigerated goods so that people who are in the outlying areas who aren't getting helped by those NGOs, um, right. to actually come together, build community, rebuild their homes. Um, we had standing rock, um, and, and, and that, and that, and that struggle continues there. And we still need to pay attention to the people who are involved in standing rock. Some of whom are still facing criminal charges, um, for protest, uh, we're up against states across the nation who are trying to p- pass laws against protesting, um, and and we see uh, we've seen so many shifts um, in in our political sphere, um, and. Uh, so much community coming together, like and and like Bloodflower was talking about earlier, here in the mission where gentrification has been rampant and and pushed people out of their homes. The tide is shifting. We're we're doing in San Francisco, like the small sites um, acquisition and other um, local groups like the Community Housing Project, who are uh, getting first in line, first dibs on. Um, making offers when buildings that have rent controlled come up for for sale and they're also given they're being going to be given um right of first refusal um so that so we, we we've seen we've been part of these struggles these shifts um These happenings, these inspiring times and moments too, not even, not just all the bad stuff. There's been tons of great stuff we've been able to be a part of, like Poems under the Dome and Earth Day and uh, Peace in the Park. And uh, all all sorts 50th of stuff.
2: anniversary of uh, yeah
1: uh, of the um, summer of
3: summer love. Summer of love. Yes. yes, that's right. Oh, oh. An old old Ferlinghetti's 100th birthday this yes. year. Yes, like, that's, right. that. that's right. That's uh, right. That was that was an amazing.
2: Community. It's been a turbulent decade. It sure
1: has. Yeah, but it's we've but we've made here at Mutiny <clears throat> Radio, <clears throat> and here in the Mission District with our friends and our community, we've. We've really made the best of it. <laughs> yes. All right. I mean, <laughs> yes, we've br- we brought people together. We've, ex- you know, I mean, the whole, the refugee crisis worldwide. I mean, we've had people here who, oh, there's a guy, I forget his name, but he was, a, I always remember his project. He's an American veteran who went to, who goes to Turkey. Um, and this was at the early end of, of, of before like Syria really went nuts over there um and and he would go to schools in turkey and um and do mural projects Mm. um and then once the refugee crisis was really really starting to roll through and all of these syrians were ending up in turkey he was he helped to open a a school For Syrian children in Turkey and they did a huge mural project and like these are the people who have come through this these doors and sat right here in these seats um uh the rainbow family we had plunker here you know like the 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 head honcho b of the of the rainbow family who has been struggling against the federal government so the federal government doesn't declare the rainbow family terrorists you know like They wanted to, they want to get like a cultural recognition for the rainbow family. Like so many, I mean, the variety that has come through this door, the dark horses from around the planet, people who've walked by while the show's been going on, literally walked in and be like, what's going on? You're like, Hey, we're having a show. You want to do anything? I don't have a guitar here. I can borrow my guitar. And then they like bust out with some original stuff. Like we've connected with so many incredible humans and their dogs sometimes, um, (laughs) who come through these doors. Actually, somebody had a cat on their backpack, too. I think that was Ellery. Um, I remember Mr. Peepers. I don't. uh, Max's dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, Max. Max,
2: Mr. Peepers met a bad end. I felt really bad. Yeah, so uh, RIP Mr. Peepers. May he
1: rest in Peepers. (laughs) (laughs) and and so may this decade (laughs) so uh, I would I certainly don't have time to even like go over everything else but those are some highlights of the past 10 years folks so I'm going to read you a poem about time All right. and we're going to wrap up this here show (sighs) why keep time a schedule is a suggestion of imposed order by definition no shit but it can be a companion or a controller which was it today my brother my sister my other on some fluid scale we are but a molecule one small part of a bubbling brew iridescently dancing in our own tempo so what is it to you the creative presence holy effervescent so thank you everyone all you change makers you activated observers you poets and and travelers we do here all the vagabonding that we do well i want to thank you val
2: yeah thank you That's,
1: that's a decade
3: of community service to community radio and creating a lot of space for a lot of people to express themselves
2: give me a reason to get out of the house
1: yeah really bloodflower awesome. got out of the house yeah i mean there's so many victories here <laughs> you know and 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 you know Love I'm, it. I'm glad diamond dave called in today
3: like, yeah, me too he's well over a decade he's a lot of decades into this kind of work and has been an inspiration to me too
1: yeah absolutely thanks Val. uh i'm i'm my pleasure my pleasure you're welcome um and you are welcome we'll do that we'll summon dave welcome um you are welcome at mutiny radio we will continue to do this into the new year um we'll do second saturdays for common thread Usually it's going to be from 8 to 10, but, you know, we moved around today to allow for another show to come in. Um, EK's show is going to be every third Saturday. So this coming Saturday, next one
3: week from today, open pages from 8 to 10 p.m. And our featured reader is Julian Mithra, Mm. who will read from their book that they published with nomadic press back in 2018 and maybe some new stuff i'm hoping that's right
1: you got a book published by nomadic press this decade so many things have happened happened. bloodflower got published in forum magazine
2: and in uh Uh, mission is speaking oh the city is speaking city is is speaking yeah yeah Yeah, by kim shuck we've
1: had two poet laureates this decade maybe more when did uh, Alejandro Marguilla, he became in yeah, uh, 2011, right Kev, so. 2010, 2011 uh-huh. I think twenty eleven. So who was before that? Diane De Prima. So we've had was at, she before talking about he, I'm talking about poet you know, laureate. A poet laureate. So Diane. who was it right before Alejandro? Diane De Prima. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she, who came? So to Center the Dome? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
3: I think she was still poet laureate yeah. in 2010.
1: Okay, so we've had three poet laureates here I in would San need Francisco. Need to fact check myself, but like in
3: this decade, I'm,
1: yeah. I bet, I think she was in 2010. Yeah, yeah. So the cream is a trip. I know, so she's so great. And uh, the poets are taking over. Just so you know, Look out. and that's not an embellishment, folks. <laughs> I'm going to play a little music for you um, while we transition because okay. the next show is coming in to set up. Um, and yeah, here's another tune from Brother Spellbinder, and this is the Common Thread Collective. So remember, we love you uh, From Global Val. Peace.